Hey everybody, Dave Hodges here, The Common Sense Show. Glad you could join us. As you know, we are the show that is freeing America one enslaved mind at a time. And I'll tell you, we have a lot of unenslaving to do because people aren't really taught about money. Uh, I was watching an economist the other day on YouTube, really good guy and his name jumps out of my head, but he was so right on the money and he said, here's what they teach you in school. This is why it's crap. And this is what they should be teaching. And I endeavor here on my show when we bring guests on about the economy, we are teaching what you should have learned in school. And we're following that dictate here. And I want to make sure everyone knows that you're not getting the standard economic line that only benefits the banks. So we're not interested in helping the banks. We're interested in helping the people. So anyway, we've got Colin Plume on the line with us here. And he, he comes in every so often to talk to us about the trends. And right now, um, if you don't like the way the economy is going, wait until tomorrow. We'll have a whole different set of circumstances. So, <laughs> exactly. so you can hear you can hear Colin in the background. I'm having a heck of a time keeping up, Colin. Welcome, welcome to the show, first of all. But welcome, yeah, welcome you. to confusing America. I mean, that's it's yeah. just crazy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think uh, we were, you know, the Fed obviously announced they're they're planning on keeping interest rates low. Uh, basically at or near zero for the at least the next three years. Uh, that's from Fed Chair Jerome Powell. Um, I, I can't remember in, in, since I've been watching this that they've ever said that they're going to keep interest rates low for that, that amount of time period. Um, usually they have meetings uh, monthly, quarterly that they, they decide you know if they're going to raise or lower, but They've made it clear that until things get better in the economy, which they don't anticipate will happen for, for some time, um, that they're going to keep interest rates low and they're going to continue to buy, uh, you know, debt, you know, continue to, to move this thing along with low, low rates and, and, and stimulation through, uh, you know, buying government debt. Yeah, and so, well, yeah, you're, you're right. And when they're saying three years, Let's pretend we're at the UN and we all have our universal translator headlines on, headphones on, I mean. And and you know what they're really doing? The translation to what they just said with the three years, to me that says, well, your currency is kind of bad. It's going to be, continue to be bad for three years, and you better start hunting gold. That's what this tells me. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's – and I think that's why you know we've seen the uptick this year. One of the reasons we've seen it, um, I spoke with a friend of mine who's a, a bond trader for the past 10 years. His firm uh, moves billions and billions of dollars in bonds and uh, you know predicted what was going to happen with gold in, in April. Had a very – never in, – in the history of our friendship has never been so bullish on gold – uh, spoke to him this morning again, still very bullish on gold because, you know, he sees the large funds, the, the, the institutions, you know, they, they move money for, you know, endowments, you know, Harvard, you know, all the big names. And, and he sees those people moving away from a lot of the bonds that they're, they're doing and, and moving money into gold. And those, those are large, very large positions. And because, they know that with this stance, you know, once you come out and say you're going, you're going negative interest rates for three years, that people are going to be getting out there and looking for a return and, and that inflation is going to be something that's going to be around and it's not going to go anywhere for, for any time period. Now, they're doing this, the Fed's doing this for a number of reasons. One, 
commercial real estate's in trouble. They know it. Um, they know a lot of these people are, are people are not going back into these high rise buildings, these office buildings the way they used to. And a lot of those will probably convert into condos, apartments at some point, um, mm-hmm. which is what happened here in, in downtown Los Angeles. A lot of the buildings, they converted them from uh, industrial buildings into condos and, and, it, and helped kind of spur some growth there. But that takes time. The, those things are not going to happen right away. Um, and there's, is that there's, like a sorry to interrupt? Is that like a year build out? Is that what I've read? Uh, I mean, at least uh, first yeah. of all, you have to get the the regulation to do it, um, so that that you know jurisdiction has to decide that they're okay with it, that they're, they're you know they're willing to move it away from from the current uh, state of occupancy to do it to a different type. Then there's considerations like parking and a lot of the things that you know that drive up traffic when you turn a downtown type of area from um, offices into you know living quarters. There's a lot of considerations, so that's all going to take time. And those things are going to happen. You're going to see that happen in Houston. You're going to see that happen in you know it's going to happen in a lot of these major cities that had a lot of these high rises, Minnesota, all these places that had all these high rises that people were driving into, those things are going to go away. People aren't going to be um, driving into those things. So we're having a very dynamic shift in, in where uh, the economy is going, where people are working, where they're living. Um, and we probably haven't seen this happen, I would say, probably since the 70s when a lot of – that's the 70s was sort of the last time that we were actually doing a lot of – a lot of building here in the U.S. and then everything sort of went overseas. Um, so we had a shift in, in how people were living and jobs. We're having that. We're going to have that again. So they're keeping interest rates low so that commercial real estate, hopefully, and I, and I don't think it's going to help, doesn't fall, just crash completely. That that these buildings uh, don't become ghost towns and 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 these high rises don't don't become. Uh, you know, places that there's crime and things of that nature. So that's that's part of the impetus of this this move. Whether whether it will work or not, you know, time time will tell. But a lot of the changes in our day to day living are not going to happen overnight. And there's just there's no way we're not going back. I mean, companies are not going to pay these rates. Um, you know, some of these. Give me an idea. Some of these office buildings in downtown. Um, they're charging anywhere from you know six to ten dollars a foot rent. That that whole dynamic is is gone. They're they're, yeah. they're not going to be doing that anymore. And um, and then so then who who does that property go to? Does it go to the bank? And then obviously you know there's concerns about the banks, and that's why Warren Buffett, who's been one of the biggest champions of U.S. banks for the last probably 30 years, even he sold. He's been selling his banks. I mean that's. That's how scary it's getting, even for him. He doesn't even think the banks will be able to sustain all these foreclosures that are happening. So there, there's definitely a, a you know a topple down effect that's going to happen, and I think a lot of these buildings are going to end up back back with the government um, because you know nobody's going to nobody's going to want them, and no one's going to be willing to pay the prices that that they're going to have to pay to keep them afloat. No, you're right, but the, the I don't think we can leave the Warren Buffett thing. Too, too soon. I've been calling him Warren Buffet because he's creating a new smorgasbord. And mm-hmm. and uh, I did a podcast on him yesterday. And he I think he's been slightly disingenuous. But that aside, Warren Buffett, I remember one time he said, and I'm paraphrasing his quote, that if someone were to watch us from Mars, 
dig right. into the ground and get gold and then bury it in the gold and hire guards to, to protect it, they'd say we're absolutely out of our mind. Okay, mm-hmm. so gold was ridiculous in his mind because he was a champion of fiat currency. Mm-hmm. Now, now he's 90 years old and he's making a 180 shift where, right. no, I don't want bank stocks, but hey, give me more gold. <clears throat> I, I'm going to buy a gold company. Right, um, right. I, I mean, listen, don't, I, the podcast I did was entitled, Don't Listen to What They Say, Watch What They Do. Right. And exactly. I think he's showing us where we should be. You know, when in Rome, do as the Romans do. Yep. Okay. So well, I'm standing it, in it, line at the buffet. I'm, I'm, I'm going to eat what he's eating. Yeah. And I think what it comes down to is that Warren Buffett, even at 90 years old, is the type of person that obviously money is of no issue. Um, when we had the collapse in 2008, he believed the stock market still had a lot of value. He was he was investing there, and, and it turns out he was right. You know, over time it turned around, and he was right. He's right. But for him now to take this stance, and he's you know he's really alluded to like how everything is just play money that we can just you know basically he said we can just buy our way out of any mess that we're in. The fact that he's saying that and he's selling banking stocks. He must be concerned about where things are going. And I, and I think a lot of people are, are thinking that the way that the banking system is set up is, is, is going to go away in, in the current form. I and mean, that's why you know, cryptocurrencies are, are around, is people want to go to a different way of, of how their money is treated. They don't want it to be you know, uh, devalued o- over time the way it currently is. So I, I think you're right. I think seeing someone like him... Um, move out of uh, and he's always been a champion of equities he's always been pushing it for him to buy Barrick Gold uh, Barrick Gold is I think the largest mining company in the world um, for him to buy that in the last month is very telling uh, sign uh, I think of where things are going to go I think he believes that um, you know gold mining and gold in general is going to be the place to be for the future mm-hmm. and um, you know he's he's the type of person that and, and even to the day that he probably dies, he wants to buy value. He and he doesn't see value in banks, and he sees the value in in gold. I mean, that's that's the beauty behind a, a value investor is they they are always going to buy something that they think is a deal. And uh, he obviously thinks uh, Barrett Gold's a deal right now. Well, and I agree, and I think those. Uh... The Martians must have called him and said, "You might want to rethink what you were saying there," but because uh, because the gold is where it's at. But you know, even on a different plane, Colin, uh, I I cover this every day because I believe we're in so much trouble economically because of the lockdowns. And 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 sorry for stating the obvious, but um, when you look at what's happening with this economy, uh, the only safe place to be is in precious metals. Because uh, how long can the Fed keep reinflating the bubble to where they mm-hmm. keep hyperinflation from occurring? Yeah, I mean, I think everybody looks at our currency as sort of a, a joke now. I mean, nobody really takes the U.S. dollar uh, seriously just just by you know the way that we've treated it, and you know it, it's a it's a situation where everything that you would think would happen in the economy right now is is not happening. For instance, like residential real estate right now has been on a tear because people think oh I can get low interest rates and so I'm just going to continue to buy you know I'll buy you know I'm buying more houses and I'm doing different things and and a lot of it is just because people realize 
that the numbers they're paying for the houses are not real. The, these numbers today, they don't, they don't mean the, the what you're paying for your house doesn't really mean anything because they know that in 10 years from now, a $500,000 house won't mean much of anything. It doesn't really mean anything because the dollar just keeps losing more and more value. So I, I think we're in a very strange world in that um, nothing is concrete and saving is is looked down upon because obviously you can't make any money if you save money so we've created this constant cycle of just more and more debt mm. and um you know we can just really never get out of it until someone some country in the world china or somebody says you know what we're done with it we're not gonna we're not gonna buy any more of these bonds and um once that happens then we'll see you know the the major correction that a lot of people are are anticipating but until then the Fed's just going to say, you know, low negative interest rates till, till someone tells us we can't do it anymore, till we can't get away with it. So, well, what what about um, the notion of a, a digital currency coming in to rescue mm -hmm. all this? How will that affect uh, precious metals? Well, it, it, I, I think the the hard part about bringing in a new currency, if they switch, is what's how does how does someone determine the value of the new currency? if it's the same idea, if it's just a, a fiat money currency. So uh, there's been a few senators that have talked about, you know, auditing our gold. And I think the only way the digital currency makes sense is, this, is if you have it partially backed by the gold that they say we have, you know, at, in the Bank of New York and Fort Knox. If they're able to partially back it, I think that the, the digital currency could be something that works. But if they're not going to do that and it's just another fiat currency, I think you and I will 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 get screwed in the changeover. I think that the, the you know the movement over to the new currency will get taken advantage of, just like when they took us off the gold standard in 1933, and you know they set the price of gold at, at you know 22 dollars, and then after 1933 the price of gold went up to you know 33 or 34 dollars. Right. Um, I think the same thing will happen um, today. I think that that the if we move to this this new currency that you and I will get will get taken advantage of in that exchange and they're and they're setting it up I mean for us to not have enough change out there over the last you know few months which is everybody's been saying like you know you go to stores and they don't have change I mean they're they're trying to move people to just buy everything on their phone and the big problem with that is that there's there's no concept of value um, like when you go to Las Vegas and you just have chips or Atlantic City. There's no concept of true value when you do that, and it really sets people up for for failure, in my in my opinion. Well, it's a total confidence system too. So if there's any right. event that happens, then there's an erosion of confidence. The whole thing will collapse worse than right. the stock market would. Yeah, and, and, and I couldn't agree with you more in what you're saying here. Um, and my fear, though, is this, and I, I know what you're saying here, that the senators are saying, okay, we can only print as much money as we have gold to back it up. That was, that worked really well in the 15 and 1600s during the colonization era with mercantilism, but the debt is too big now. The, too much mm. damage has been done. Right. No, you have a good point. I mean, that's that's why they couldn't do it all the way, right? There's too many dollars out there. It has to yeah. be a, a partial backing. And, you know, I, I think it's something to, to definitely look at. And I think, you know, people are, when they're calling Noble Gold today, excuse me, excuse me, one of the things they're asking is like, where's the next undervalued? And as, and I believe gold is, is got a lot of room. Uh, I mean, if you look at 
where it hit in the 1980s and where it is today, if you take those same dollars, you know, it hit $900 an ounce in 1983 and, you know, it hit 2000 about a month ago, but 2000 isn't 2000, right? I mean, it's, it's not worth what it used to be worth. So I think there's a lot of room in gold, but the thing I think that people should be looking at, um, is platinum. I, I really think I've been talking a lot about platinum. I think platinum is a very undervalued metal, um, you know, they use platinum in a lot of filtration, you know, water filtration, which obviously is something that's really important. And platinum, yeah. you know, the price of platinum is is half of the price of gold uh, right now or a little bit less. Um, so I, I think there's a lot of room and, you know, there's in people that have bought gold already, you know, maybe looking at platinum as, as diversifying, you know, maybe they've seen that. 30% gain in gold from last year to this year and they're looking at kind of the next big thing and I think platinum's got a lot of room um, because platinum and gold were priced basically the same platinum used to be more expensive than gold till about about seven years ago six seven years ago um, so I, I like I like where platinum sitting lots of industrial uses and and I think also people don't realize that platinum is more rare than gold it's more rare than silver and it's more difficult to mine um, than both of those metals so as more uses come up um, it makes it, you know, it's hard to get it. And um, so I, I, I like where platinum is, is sitting today. Um, and it's a very safe and secure, you know, one of, one of the most safe and secure precious metals to own. It, it almost seems like the dollar might be better off being backed up by platinum. It could. And you know what? When you look at a lot of the bills that pass, there's an interesting thing that happens when we borrow money is there's this, and I can't I can't completely explain this properly because it's sort of a foreign concept. But when the when the Fed borrows money from the government or, or vice versa, there's a there's a platinum coin that they put out there that is sort of the the collateral, and it and they put this number on it like I don't know a, like a billion dollars. You can read about it. It's sort of a vague concept to most people, but they do use a platinum coin as some you know some kind of marker. Um, for when the Fed is, is, you know, buying back some of these bonds. So I, I do think that platinum would probably be in some ways a little bit better, except that the nice thing about having gold is that it's, um, first of all, to understand people, more people understand gold. It was in the Bible. And just in terms of the world, um, gold is just a really great uh, bartering instrument for pretty much every country that, that has it. Um, they all borrow against it. They all understand the value, and it always is a very exciting, um, equitable trade for any country that trade. You know, all of the countries of the world have traded gold for oil and different, you know, large transactions. So it's it's a very um, digestible metal to you know to the world and to the public, which makes it you know very desirable. Yeah, I, 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 it is an interesting concept, and it's something that's really kind of stayed outside my periphery until recently, and it has caught my attention. There is another issue here that very few people are talking about, but but um, correct me if I'm wrong, the dollar, it, it, well, let's go pre-COVID. The reserve currency of the world, and yes, there, there was a, a competition with what uh, Russia was heading up with, you know, Brazil and India and China and South Africa and so forth. But um, still, the dollar was still the reserve currency, and that gave our dollar the only backing that it had. Now that that uh, the lockdowns have happened with COVID and, and world trade and the BDI index is near zero and nothing's moving, and so people aren't using oil like they were, doesn't that really contribute to the quick demise of the dollar? 
Yeah, I, I think so. I, I think that's part of, you know, the now that, you know, things are, in my opinion, things are starting to open up a little bit. Now, you know, the problems that we had before sort of coming to the to, to the forefront, I think. Yeah, I mean, I think that's why you saw, you know, Bitcoin move up so rapidly during the, the collapse is that, you know, people saw what the government was doing here in the U.S. and and just creating a lot of this debt and just, you know, you know, anytime there's a crisis, I mean, we do the same thing. We just, you know, we drop interest rates and we buy back bonds. I mean, it's just, that's, that's what we do. But it seems like these crises just, they, they happen every few years now. If it's not, it's not like this, you know, great depression that happens every 50 or hundred years. I mean, every three or four years, we run into a situation where they give themselves an excuse to, to drop interest rates and buy back bonds. And, and a lot of it is, is that's how the stock market is is really grown to where it's at. I mean, that's that's the real truth of the stock market. Because if you look at you know companies that are not doing as well as they should be yet have held up very firm uh, prices and even gone up um, during the last few months, it's really based on the fact that there's so much cheap money, there's so much cheap debt out there that they can just prop everything up. And that's that's really what our our stock market is sort of predicated on. I mean, who would think that you'd have at some point over the last year, 16% unemployment and the stock market only dropped, I think at its peak, maybe 20%. I mean, those two things usually don't correlate, but when you have cheap money and you have this sort of debt economy that we're in, um, it's pretty easy to, uh, to kind of prop things up the way that they've been able to do it. So, yeah, but that's not real money. So how long can it hold its value? You know, it's, it's the, the tried and true question that, that you and I will will eventually when when things turn when when the world sees the light we'll we'll be right there and we'll be in the right place but until then you know gold and silver and platinum are going to do well but when when we really see what the true economy is that's when things will go sort of as as uh, some of my brokers say you know when they t- you know there's the point where it'll probably go nuclear. And, and that's probably when it'll happen. When we really realize that the world is, is sick of this debt, they're not buying our bonds anymore, you know, that's when these people that say that gold can hit fifteen or twenty dollar twenty thousand dollars an ounce, that's when you can probably see those numbers come to uh, come to fruition. So let's say we do have a crash, and I'm just speaking hypothetically now, so people don't panic and have a heart attack, but let's say we have this total crash and you're in possession of gold, silver and platinum. How does someone convert that into actual um, living wealth, you know, uh, subsistence, Mm -hmm. which you can get by on? How does that happen? Yeah, you know, the beauty behind gold is that it's, you know, there's different ways to own it. You know, a lot of times people will call us and say, you know, I want one of those big bars that you see in the banks. You know, those big bars you see in the banks are either kilo or 100-ounce gold bars. Normal people don't want, you know, that's not something that normal people want because in the situation that you suggested, you know, if you're sitting in a, in a you know, 100 ounce gold bar and then, you know, gold really takes off, then you're sitting in a bar that's worth, let's say it hits 10,000, then you're sitting in a million dollar gold bar, which, right. you know, obviously it's, you'd be happy, but it's hard to break off a little change in a million dollar gold bar. Um, so I think, you know, getting smaller size items that are, are good for trading and bartering is, is a really good way to go. Um, you know, we have all the different sizes and bars and coins uh, that are out there. But at the end of the day, I mean, people know the value of gold. Um, 
people are bartering with gold. I mean, Facebook has a whole bartering community um, that's that's popped up since COVID, um, where people are just literally living. You know, they have too much toilet paper because they overbought. They're trading it for, uh, you know, Windex or whatever the you know the bartering item is. So I mean that that trading and bartering community is is going to continue to grow, and I think as long as you know people see the value in both items, and it's it's a fair and equitable trade, and um, so yeah, I, I think it's I can tell you this: there's never I've never run into a situation where um, I've bought something with gold or someone else has tried to buy something in gold and, and the person on the other end wasn't willing to uh, to receive it. Yeah, but you think coins are the better medium of exchange rather than what the banks have. Uh, coins are bought. I mean, you could do smaller denominational. I mean, you can buy a, a gold uh, bar that's that's as small as a gram, which would be really small. I, I would I, if your eyesight is not good, I, I wouldn't buy it because you could lose it pretty easily. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's basically the size of your fingernail. And um, but even you know, there's a there's actually a really uh, interesting product called a Valcambi bar, which is a they make them in 50 and 100 grams, and you can actually break them off into one gram pieces if you wanted to trade and go and barter with. So a lot of our clients will buy those. And they'll keep them in the 50 or 100 gram, and then if they ever needed to, they could always break them off. And, and they're already, you know, broken off. They're ready to be, you know, they're they're cut in a certain way, so they break off easily. Um, so those bars are are pretty ingenious because they're dual purpose. You get them at a great price. They're very affordable, and if you need to, um, you know, to use it in a smaller form, you have that that flexibility. Yeah, that's that's well, that's really interesting. That's uh that opens up a whole bunch of uh, of deal and that's why i want to go back to roosevelt and what he did with the gold because here's here's what happened before and, and i i've wondered if i should hide my gold and i'm going to buy more but i want to know if i should hide my gold and here's why roosevelt uh said yeah turn in all your gold and, and mm-hmm. you'll go to prison if you use it and i'm right. thinking okay so we accumulate all these precious metals and the powers that be to try to garner the entire market, say, okay, you, you guys, uh, you're, you're screwed. We don't care what you have. Turn it in. That's it. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, they tried to do that, um, you know, in 1933, but a lot of smart people didn't turn it in, and they, yeah. they kept their gold. And, you know, that's why we still have, you know, St. Gaudens and Indian heads and all these, uh, you know, incredible coins that are 100-plus years old. Um, you know, the one thing I would say that you don't want to barter right now is that five-ounce coin, that Apollo 11 coin that that, oh, that is going yeah, out to people. Yeah. You do not want to trade and barter with that. And I'll tell you why, because that coin right now is worth $300, that coin you have right there, Dave. But in the future, in my opinion, first of all, it's one of the most beautiful coins U.S. Mint has ever made. Yes, uh, it is. In the, last, in the last 20 years. And I have one. And, and you have one. And anybody that does an IRA this month starts the process even if it you know takes a week or two to get the money over in, in October which is fine if you start the process this month um, you're gonna get that coin that coin in my opinion will be worth two to three thousand dollars in the next seven to ten years I think that coin is, is the value will just go up and up obviously you know you have the Apollo 11 but the engraving on that coin um, the way it's you know um, the just the unique boxing and the in the fact that it's a proof coin so it's it's never been touched by human hands and 
and you don't want to touch it by human hands also um you know don't don't open that up get that that keeps its value if you keep it in that container um that's a you know a really i'll tell you in this business for me dave like the the number one joy for me is when someone gets the coins and they send it to either the sales associate or me and they say that they love it and this is one of those things when i was able to get enough to do this promotion i was so excited to get the feedback um i sent it to every employee at noble gold they were loving it they were just so ecstatic and uh people are getting these now that are doing their IRAs and it really brings me a lot of joy to, uh, to get it and send it to, you know, our clients and to you, you know, our friends. And, um, so that, you know, that's, that's the thing that really is, is it's tangible. You got it. It's yours, right? It's, you're mm-hmm. going to put it away somewhere safe and give it to somebody, your kids or grandkids or family whatever. heirloom. They call them. Family, it's a fa- heirloom. family heir- yeah. I, I, I've said that when I've actually talked about the coin, on air because it is one of the most beautiful if not the most beautiful coin i've ever seen you're yeah. absolutely right before we go further down this avenue here i gotta ask this question or my audience is going to think i'm being negligent right now we're facing really big political instability let me just give you one scenario out of the new york times two months ago the democrats rehearsed 80 scenarios for the election john podesta was playing the role of joe biden and in one scenario, when the mail-in ballots were interfered with, the Democrats said, okay, our response will be to withdraw from the union, the Democratic states that are affected uh, by this. And they said that, uh, uh, th- that basically they're going to uh, allege voter suppression. So if mm. we get that kind of political instability, and, and that's out there, let me tell you, this is actually being discussed now. Yeah. If, yeah. if, if we get that kind of uh, political instability, what will that do to the various instruments we're talking about, such as value of gold, palladium, and so forth? Insecurity is not going to be good for anybody, and insecurity in the markets is is the the probably the worst the worst thing that can happen. And that's why, you know, typically in election years, it's it's difficult to invest. And in, and you know, I think we've been pretty lucky that the stock market's still kind of where it's at at this point. But uh, if we have any doubt about the election and it lasts you know days and days after when we should have decided whoever the president's going to be that's that's not going to be that kind of um uh, that nervousness is not going to be good for the markets that's that's not what we want and i I think that's going to be good for it'll be good for metals similar to you know wartime yeah wartime is very similar um you see any kind of you know, when we had that skirmish um, with Iran, you know, you saw metals shoot up. I think gold was up 80 bucks uh, that day. Anytime you have any anything like that, any kind of serious political instability, which that would be. I mean, we've never had, you know, I mean, in, the, in modern times, we've never had a situation where, you know, the, the exchanging of the president or the president staying the same was ever disputed. You know, I guess since the hanging Chad uh, situation, um, but that was, you know, resolved relatively quickly. Um, so, yeah, and, and this this kind of voter suppression, the mail in, it wouldn't happen quickly because I, I think that determining if it's true or false or whatever is going to happen is going to be difficult and take a lot of time. And uh, and the lawyers are going to get involved and, and it could be ugly. So I, I, I don't think, you know, if we don't. Uh, decide and it's not clear who the president is supposed to be based on all these allegations it cannot be good for the markets and i guarantee you there will be a lot of money out there betting uh and shorting the markets um as we get closer to the election time. i i and the shorting i totally agree with but 
The other thing too, I, I'm telling you, just from my perspective and where I'm sitting, if we're if we move closer to political instability, I'm buying more precious metals. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be a good time. Yeah, I think we'll be, we'll definitely be. Uh, the phones will be busy, and and you know we'll uh, we'll have to monitor things closely. But you know, I'm a long-term investor. You're a long-term investor, and and we know we're still at the beginning. I mean, as much as everyone's been talking about gold this year, a typical precious metals bull run is you're looking at five to seven years. Gold's only been moving for about 18 months, and it's really only been moving for the past probably eight months. Yeah. So, in my opinion, we're we're at the beginning of this, and um, you know, time will only tell what what happens uh, as we get closer to uh, to right. the election. This is really a good time to get in, and and and, and I want to just emphasize something. You said something so profound, and we just bumped over it. And I didn't do your comment justice, but you talked about if we had an exchange, you know, with digital, and how the the little guy would get screwed. You're exactly right. I had an economist explain it to me this way. He said, Dave, if they come in with a Fed coin like they're planning to do, he said, your dollar value will be set higher than the Fed coin and the difference will go to the people running the system. Do you yeah, agree with exactly. that? Yeah, exactly. That's 100% correct. Yeah, I 100% yeah. agree with that. And, and, I, and I even think that's not even um, speculation. That's just what what always happens. I mean, that's 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 what we should anticipate to happen. And I and I think that they will they will provide um, you know all kinds of information to the contrary. But I, I wouldn't believe any of it. Um, I think it's anytime you would make that kind of dynamic switch, um, there's going to be you know a handful of people in the world that they're going to really win big in that situation. And um, you know I don't think it's going to be you know regular Joe and Jane. Um, I think it's going to be the you know the big players in the world and the banks that will really profit from that. Yeah, but there's one thing though to to interject that I agree with you. It won't be Joe and Jane. I totally agree with that. Except one thing, if Joe and Jane aren't influenced by their public school education about economics and they've really paid attention to how it works, then Joe right. and Jane could position themselves to move up a couple notches on the social economic status. Yeah, that's true. That is true. Yeah, I mean, I think. We are in a, in a unique time where there's more information than ever that is is available to regular people to get. Um, but you know, a lot of people have never wanted to think about investing or spend time. But I think more than ever, it's important to to keep that in mind because Social Security is not going to get it done. Your 401k is not going to get it done. Um, you have to be your own advocate. Uh, right now, and I think it's important. You have to spend the time. You know, you have yeah. to be. You have to be afraid to not. Cannot be afraid to educate yourself, and you can't be afraid to, you know, maybe maybe make a mistake in terms of investing uh, some of your money and, and getting some money out there because that's how you learn. That's really how you learn. Yeah, but what what I've learned about what you do though, is if people got assets to protect, they need to be talking to you because of the fact that they're not putting all their eggs in one basket. So mm -hmm. you might take a couple of hits, but overall you're going to come through it much better than everybody else. Yeah, absolutely. Diversification is always the key. It's it's something I've, I've always believed in, and, and it's it's proved well for, for our clients and, and for me and my family. So Yeah, no, um, you're, you're so right on the money. Well, I want to, this is the point in the interview, and this is, you've really elucidated uh, the different approaches to what's going to hold value in the immediate future. I and mean, this has really been enlightening. So this is the point in the interview where we get to talk about Noble Gold for a second. And I just want to say this before we jump in. I'm a happy client, and I'm about ready to become a happy client again. 
Um, and, and, and the reason why is I've seen how many people Noble Gold has helped, and I got the idea, ding, I think I need to look at some things here. Uh, I'm seeing all these people have good results, and, and so I jumped into this, so I want to just give that as a testimonial. But uh, I want to go back to what you alluded to. You, you talked about um, um, IRA, and, and, and let me tell you what the concern I have for people with IRAs. If they're tied to a business they work for, if they lose their job or the business goes out of business, they're screwed. And if their hmm. bank goes down like Wells Fargo possibly could, and their IRA is there, they're screwed. Um, and, and so, uh, in fact, let me just say this real quick. I did research on, on bank cl uh, closings and who gets um, um, reimbursed. And first of all, the FDIC only has 1.2% of the money on hand to cover all the, the, the <clears> money. And in, what was it, 2014 in Australia, the G20 had a meeting and they said, here are the order of the payouts and the credit swap deriv derivatives guys were first. And that means no one else will ever get paid because there's more debt than they can pay out. So, so in other words, if your bank goes down, you have a real good chance of not getting anything. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? If you look at your, um, for people that invest in ETFs, it's a similar situation. Um, you look at G GLD and some of these big uh, corporations, it, it specifically states that funds would get the first payout, you know, Fidelity and Schwab. Exactly. So that's not unusual. That's not unusual language. That's usual language. You're just pointing out usual language that probably most people haven't seen. Yeah, and that's why people people need to find these safe havens, and you certainly are providing that. So, so to me, when we talk about a noble gold IRA, uh, gold holds its value. So that yep. to me is much better than a business or a banking IRA. Yeah, and it's not a fund. You know, you you own the gold. We're just the ones that help you get there. Right. Um, we're not. Um, you know, you it's your gold, your silver. You just you know we're gonna help you set up the IRA and acquire it. Um, you know, if you need to sell it, we'll help you do that. But you, there's no funds with us. It's it's yours, which is one of the things that I love about this business is that, yeah. you know, you're in control. And I think what you're alluding to is, no matter what you're going to do, to take control, put it into a self-directed IRA, and you know, be the captain of your own own ship. Exactly, which I think is is the most important. And um, you know, if we can help people do that, we're you know more than happy to do it. And on top of that, when they do the IRA, that's that's when this wonderful Apollo 11 coin comes in. Absolutely, yes. Yeah, Absolutely, that's, yeah. That's Absolutely. really great. That's coin. really cool. Yeah. But yeah. I also know too, you you're into gold, silver coins, uh, Bitcoin, and yep. and and I want to just before we go deeper down this rabbit hole real quickly, I I'm starting to wonder if Bitcoin isn't good too because they're limited in production, so yep. that makes them rare, you know, supply and demand. And Correct. people will lose some of them too, and that will actually increase the value because you know, human, <laughs> beings, human beings yes. lose things. And yes. I'm wondering if Bitcoin isn't somewhere that people should be too. Yeah, I, I agree. And you know what it is? It's an unfortunate, fortunate thing. And, and you know, you hear stories. I mean, there's five big stories every year of people that have lost significant amounts of Bitcoin um, because they, they stored it somewhere that, you know, that they thought was safe and they. We're, we're never able to, um, you know, never able to uh, to retrieve that information. The nice thing about what we do is, you know, we, we store it for you. It's stored, it's, um, you know, cold storage. And um, so you don't have to worry about losing the digit or, you know, losing that drive that you put it on. You know, we take care of all that for you. So that's, that that's is, just awesome. That yeah. really is. Well, okay, so let's tell people are saying, man, 
I got this IRA that's hung out with my boss and the and the work or the bank. Okay, are you able to convert those at all for people? Absolutely, yeah. Any old four hundred one k, any self directed IRA, we you know we're there to. Uh, you know, help you with the paperwork and, and get you all set up. And we have a team, we have a full team of people. That's all they do is just, you know, they love paperwork. And, uh, you know, I know a lot of people don't love doing paperwork, but they do. I don't know how, I don't know how I found these people. They're, you know, there's probably, you know, five people in the whole world like doing paperwork and I found them and, you know, their job is to, to walk you through it, make it easy and, and help you, uh, extract your money to something that you want to put it into. Yeah, and stay away from the negative interest rates. I mean, that's to me yes. one of the big motivators. Okay, well, how do people um, uh, get a hold of you or your staff and and say, yeah. I, I need to look into this and, and and talk to someone who can educate me more? Yeah, we've extended our hours, so we're open 7 a.m. Pacific Standard Time to 6 p.m. Monday through Friday, and then we've also opened up on Saturday. Um, so we're open about four hours on Saturday. So we're, I mean, we're open many of the hours that, that anybody would want to do it. And um, they can give us a call at 877-646-5347. Tell them that you heard about this through uh, the Dave Hodges show. And also mention if you're doing an IRA that, you know, you heard about the coin and, and you know, you're, you qualify for that. And, and uh, happy and excited, you're, you're going to talk to a live person here in the U.S., um, you know, all different ages and range, uh, you know, experience, you know, most of our, our minimum age range in terms of experience and precious metals is two to three years, but I got people that have been in the business for 20, 25 years. Um, uh, even, even my father who, uh, semi-retired came back into work, he's working for us and, and, uh, he's loving it. He's 75 years old. That's awesome. So yeah. And he loves talking good for, to people. Good for him. Good for him. Yeah. You know, he, he, you know, been collecting coins his whole life and, and, we had another career and then wanted just didn't didn't you know not a golfer not a you know he does a little gardening but he need he needed something to do and he loves talking to people so he even my father at 75 is is talking to people on the phone which is great and he loves this and you know he t- tells me all the time how sometimes he just talks to people for a few hours and talks about their life and you know he really enjoys um connecting with people and i think everybody on our staff really really loves that too so that is that, um, that that's awesome I, I can tell you my dealings with uh the staff my wife has dealt with them as well too it's always been top top class and, and very professional okay so let's good. give out that number again 877-646-5347 and yes, uh tell them you heard it here folks because Listen, you got a good economic report today. You got a really good one. If they know their stuff this well, you got to figure they know their business as well, too. And, and I'm a living proof that they know their business as well. Colin, it's always a pleasure uh, to have you come on because in these volatile times, we need someone who works in this area to really kind of show us what's going on. And you did a real good job of that today, and I appreciate that. Thank you, Dave. It's always a pleasure and, and looking forward to talking again in the future. Thanks, Colin. Take care. Everybody else, stay tuned. We'll be right back.